Welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Mason. From home, from Dugway, but still recording this afar, you know. <laughs> it's still a remote podcast. Yeah. Ish. We're like five miles away from each other <laughs> in, in separate homes. Yeah. Mason's working on his uh, last cop drop before the ma- the podcast starts today. <laughs> He's working. Yeah. Made it out of the field, but I came home with the Dugway black lung. <laughs> too, too much dust. <laughs> too much of something, yeah. How was Dugway? You know, it was it was Dugway. It was okay. The uh, training was good. We, uh, you know, saw a lot of rounds, and we had as a as a unit. My unit performed really well. Good training, but then we had to sit there in the hot sun of Dugway through the middle part of every day and that that just kind of wore our morale by the end of it. <laughs> it was like we were we were not doing anything from like 11 to 5 because of aircraft deconfliction and fire hazards and so it was just like you were just sitting there through the hottest part of the day you were like oh my gosh you know I, what are we getting out of here Dugway sounds like it would be as good as like the name of it like that like that sounds like it just a yeah. A crap like Dugway. <laughs> Dugway, man. Yeah, like it's it's like the armpit of, of Utah. You know, <laughs> and like I can only imagine it's like ran by an active duty um staff and like they have like a a colonel as a commander and I can just imagine when that post commander gets his assignment to Dugway, it's like Dugway, where? or or like i can imagine like so what do i get after i go here you guys gonna pay me back with something good (laughs) nice yeah it sounds like the kid who opened it up his mission call i was like uh where is this to (laughs) yeah awesome so it's it's got like a it's it's a bunch of random like testing and they got some like area 51 type stuff oh kind of going on there there's like and so there's like missiles that will come in on Dugway and you from an undisclosed location. There's chemical testing that goes on on Dugway. And if you drive up in some of these buildings, they'll like come out with like automatic weapons and stuff and point them at you. Like, you got to leave. <laughs> so, it's just a weird place, man. It is like, I was thinking, you think, of, have you seen the TV series Stranger Things? Uh, a little bit, but. I, I know. I always feel like one of those buildings is on Dugway, you know, like somewhere there's a portal <laughs> the upside probably, down. <laughs> probably, probably. But yeah, I mean, it feels like a forever that I haven't talked to you. I mean, I know it was only two weeks, but man, it seemed like forever. Yeah, it's uh, it has been a long time. It, I was like 11 days without phone service, you know, or like very intermittent phone service. And so it just kind of felt like when I started <laughs> looking at what had happened, since I went to AT, I was like, oh my gosh, the world has completely changed. Uh, the hockey world, you know, like, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it was good, crazy. I was like, what? So the, the Habs swept the Jets? You know, that was <laughs> blowing my mind. And yeah. then getting past Colorado, I wasn't, I mean, I felt like that series was pretty even. I wasn't too shocked, but, and the Islanders surprised me too. I didn't know, if, I didn't think they were going to make it past the Bruins. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty stoked on that one. So, but hey, let's yeah, let's, let's uh let's get into this episode. But we want to let you know this episode is brought to you by Hockey Stops. 
Hockey Stops is a local veteran-owned hockey shop in Ogden located at 4590 Harrison Boulevard, starting with a dream and hope to give back to the community and grow the sport. Hockey Stops is a storefront location open seven days a week and carries everything from gear, stickers, training tools. They even got some local coffee in there. Yeah, Hockey Stops also specializes in blade contouring and sharpening. Hockey Stops offers family and team sharpening passes that you can save money for just about anyone. Trust someone to make sure you get you that edge you need on the ice and a little bit of edge over the competition. And that that, that guy's Corey. And he also um, let me know that he just got a boatload of uh, new, new gear in today. And so he's got tons of gear. The racks are filled. He's getting more gear all throughout the summer. So I just want to let you guys know that, you know, maybe you can get in and be the first, you know, person to pick over this gear, you know, get that, you know, get all the sizes yeah, that, you know, you need out. before you're left with the stuff that's a little too small or a little too big. Yeah, get the stuff you want. Try and get the colors you want before it's like the random, <laughs> only red and pink and green stuff left or whatever. <laughs> get in there, get your black, you know, and your your blue gloves rather than like you got the American flag, you know, print or like like you said, the pink gloves. <laughs> yeah, don't be stuck. Get the white gloves. <laughs> yeah, don't get stuck with the white gloves. Don't be the Charizard out there. <laughs> don't, don't be the Charizard with the marshmallow gloves. <laughs> The one, the one kid comes in. He's like, "Dude, it was awesome. They had so many pairs of white gloves in there. <laughs> they had tinted visors and white gloves, man. I had a blast. <laughs> I even got some like T blades, bro. <laughs> <laughs> some chrome T oh, blades, man. <laughs> yeah, like twelve sets of them, man. I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> they had them on the discount rack. Can you believe that? <laughs> I got, nobody wants these things. Got like the. The shiny blue tin advisor. <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, like early on Ovechkin style, yeah, like metallic. Yeah. <laughs> you see yourself in the in the in his visor instead of the you know his eyes. Fools everybody. Right. I mean, and see those that visor on him. It was like, well, it's Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. You know, he's this crazy Russian that scores at will. You know, so you're. You're not going to knock him for it, but the rest of us, you know, that aren't Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can pull it off, and, like, he did pull it off, and I think he owned it. Like, he just was like, yeah, I like it, whatever. <laughs> I know. It's like celebrities or like, uh, wearing sunglasses inside. It's like a celebrity thing. You see it, like, when they're doing those VMAs or award shows. You're like, they pan on the crowd, and they're all got, like, their sunglasses on. But if you wear dark black sunglasses to like Smith's when you're shopping, <laughs> you know, unless you have like an eye condition, you look like an a-hole. Yeah. I think that's, I think it goes for like all rock star looking like clothing, you know, like <laughs> you can only dress like a rock star if you are a rock star. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like taking that context, you yeah. know, it's not working. It's not working when you get off your job at Chase Bank. That's right. Or a leather vest, a leather a leather vest with no shirt underneath. Yeah, I mean, if, maybe if you're an employee like Zoomies or something. <laughs> yeah, Zoomies or a hot top, maybe hot topic. Yeah, if you're wearing the clothes they sell. <laughs> they, they when you get hired a hot top, like so you actually can't wear anything from this store while you work. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's my whole wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we'll get off our fashionista, you know, topic and get talk some hockey. But uh, 
So DC win, you know, youth hockey's getting started, kind of. I mean, they kind of got some summer sticking pucks going. We got some weekend sticking pucks on Saturdays at 2.45. I mean, it's really for anybody who's, you know, got a kid. It's only, it's for, like, kids and dads. So, like, no no dads without kids. <laughs> you must have a kid to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no guys. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, no Don't guys. Don't be the random dad with a weird mustache. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be that guy that shows up to stick and puck without a kid. But yeah, so we went this last Saturday. It was a blast, and I think and stick and pucks without without adults, like it just lets kids be confident. I mean, I mean, there's adults, but every all the adults are like a, a dad or a parent, you know, or a mom or whatever. So the kids kind of have a little more confidence being there because like, oh, I know that guy. That's that's you know Walt's dad. I mean, Walt's dad was there. Um, but uh, it just came off the top of my head. But, you know, they're they're more confident playing with so-and-so's dad rather than, like, a bunch of high school kids, you know, that that's game starts out at the one end and then it slowly drifts, you know, past the blue line into the red line and then to the far blue line. And then by the end of it, they're, you know, they're chasing each other full speed around the whole ice and all these kids are like, oh, crap, don't want to get hit, you know, by these older kids. And they're all just, they're like, eh, just want to yeah. go home. So I think it's I think really it's good. on everybody, too. Yeah. Cause yeah, like when you're the older kids, you know, and you want to like try and include the younger kids, you know, it's hard for you to, to play at, at a normal pace too, you know, and you're like, okay, let's try and include them yeah. and make passes. But, you know, it is nice if you can get a little more age-oriented stick and puck. Everybody's kind of on a lot more even playing field. Yeah. I mean, we went to – we actually woke up this morning at 5 a.m. and drove out to Logan and played me and Lexi. So – Got on the ice with, with <laughs> we let we got up at five. We left a little around. It was around five thirty when we left. Finally, Brooks woke up. You know, right as I was about to leave, so I got him back to bed before nice. I left. So it ended up playing out. He didn't even wake up till after we were back. So worked out for Autumn. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a couple older guys. It was basically me, Lexi, Jay, and Victoria. And we were working on some skating stuff, and then there was these other guys who were all buddies, and you know they we did play a little bit of a scrimmage, but even then, like Lexi, she didn't love scrimmaging with the older guys, but I mean she still did it, and it was fun. But uh, yeah, so. Well, that's cool, man. That's that's some good dedication for you guys to get up on Monday, the holiday <laughs> actually for some people. Yeah, the Juneteenth holiday. I ended up getting the holiday today. Oh, nice. To but, uh, you know, Biden signed that, like, memorandum that Juneteenth is a holiday for all federal employees. Yeah, so. And so we got it. Since we didn't work, we don't work Fridays, they gave us Monday off. And I was like, oh, huh? sweet. Well, happy Juneteenth to you, buddy. Right? <laughs> Celebrate the Juneteenth holiday day today. Yeah, I'll, I'll take another, you know, holiday any day. I'm not complaining, you know, yeah. So, yeah. And that- I can, uh. It's a good cause too. It's a good reason. And agree with the significance of Juneteenth. Yeah. yeah. Like It's a good one. So yeah, so we got up on the old uh, holiday day, I guess. <laughs> Went and played some stick and putt. Yeah. She got in some good skating and it was a fun early morning. I'll probably, you know, pass out. Hopefully I get this podcast or edited before three AM yeah. tonight and Don't you, know. you love it when you like get tired early and you're like, Why am I so tired? Like, oh yeah, I woke up way <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, and you know, we might 
maybe go back tomorrow. I don't know, but we're going to try and make this like a weekly thing. So it's good. Okay. Just get some more ice time. Does he have ice there every morning? No, it's just a, it's just a stick and puck, but it's, it's, you know, it's 630 okay. in the morning. So, you know, not a lot of people show up usually. So, yeah. so it was Logan too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to drive where the ice is sometimes. So that was good. Um, yeah. Just, uh, Get a little stick and puck in. I mean, it's summer. Try and get as much hockey as you can, and especially for the kids. I think I always tell Lexi like, summer hockey, like on your own, that's where you're gonna make the most like progress. You know, over the kids from last year, those are the kids that you yeah. know, keep moving, are the kids that keep playing during the summer. And honestly, Lexi probably hasn't been on the ice. I mean, we got on on Saturday, but other than like helping out with some Grizz things. And, you know, just playing on the Mav ice, you know, after. Um, she probably hasn't been on the ice for three, maybe even, like, four weeks. So it's been a good little break for her, I think. So nice. getting yeah. back on, get back to work. And she seems motivated. And, I mean, that's I mean that's the goal for the kids is keep them motivated, keep them wanting to be on that ice. So it was a success, I, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. You can definitely – Feel it when you get reps in the summer too. When you come into like a tryout or the the next season, you still feel like you're in shape. And if you <laughs> if you don't skate, you know, for the yeah, summer or, yeah. or in a very intermittently, you know, you feel it hard. I I was those like fall skates. So oh yeah, you make a good point. And I always remember like coming back for like the first high school practice and like you know we'd skate a lot. I felt like it was a lot, but like dude, going to school the next day, like your legs just literally felt like they were gonna fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i know and then you're just like breathing heavy after the first drill or <laughs> or whatever man you can definitely so and you're right dude you know like refining your talent especially a stick and puck in the summers it's like nobody there you can just kind of dial into something that you want to work on like stick handling or shooting and when you know you, really kind of yeah yeah bring up those skills well, and do something maybe you're not comfortable at because, you know, no one does something at stick and puck they're not comfortable doing because they don't want to fall in front of everyone, you know, trying. And so it ends yeah. up working out. And, you know, if there's not a lot of people, then you can try those things that maybe you fall, you know, a little bit more at. And I mean, I always said, like, whether you're going public skating or stick and puck, if you didn't fall once, then you didn't try. <laughs> That's kind of my No, I know. Stick. I completely agree, man. You got to. You're gonna if you're working hard, dude, and, and going full speed, you're gonna fall, you're gonna blow a tire, you're gonna lose an edge. <laughs> but that at just, some point, that just means you're pushing your own boundaries. So yeah, that's good. It's okay to fall, kid. That's all I'm trying to say. But <laughs> or adults, yeah, you know? I can, I can maybe agree with not trying not to fall to public skate. You know, if you're not wearing any gear, <laughs> you know, probably a good place to keep it safe. You don't want to hit your head or anything. But you know, when you're putting on gear, helmet, or at least yeah. you know gloves and helmet skates you know long stuff don't don't be afraid to push it a little bit especially when you're young yeah um i also want to let you know i mean tryouts tryouts are pretty much done for almost everybody except for i think the junior grizz tryouts are finishing up today for like the 18u and the yeah is it the junior mustangs also finishing up today or then maybe they're done and then i think the 10 12u are like july 31st for junior grizz but other than that all the you know the tier teams and stuff are pretty much all done. I did see that the Provo the Provo uh, 
Predators. The Predators. Yeah, they they're bringing added, back the Preds. Yeah, they uh, added a tier two and travel team, I believe. I forget the dates of their tryouts, but I did see that they still had some openings. So if you're interested in playing out there at the peaks for the Provo uh, Predators, we both are kind yeah. of alumni of that, you know, that organization, I guess. <laughs> you were more of an association. Mm-hmm. I was I was a player, but I mean, I didn't have a crest. Yeah. We had the blank jerseys. I mean, I guess you had the blank jerseys too, but you know. <laughs> so I guess uh, you know, there's tryouts. I for wore that. them to one tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was going to ask: Is that been a team, the Provo Predators, or is that completely new? I hadn't known anything about them, or do they just start travel teams? Um, I think it's I don't know. So I don't I know the Instagram official because. New. Because when I was little, I mean, tell me if it was different for you, but I couldn't play on a travel team. I, I could play on, like, the, I guess, the Utah Stars. I could play, no, I think both of them. I think no matter what, if you were on a travel team, you had to be registered on a house league team. Oh, really? And it was so that, like, the house league teams still, like, they didn't die because all the t- kids went and played, like, travel and stuff. And so, like, yeah. I had to be registered on a house league team to play travel. So when I played for travel for Taha, for the Predators, I guess, um, I was on a house team. And then when I played for the Utah Stars, I was also on a travel on a house team. And I guess the reason why they changed that is because, you know, travel and, you know, always took over the house teams. But so you didn't ever know who was going to show up for house. And me being a goalie, I know my house goalie, or my house coach, my second year that I played for Taha, because I was still registered Taha for house when I played for the Utah Stars. And I know my coach, he was my coach the year before, also on the travel team and the house team. But he literally hated me that season because, like, I would always (laughs) go to my Utah Stars stuff. And he was like, I picked you on my team because I wanted you to be our goalie and you never show up. And I was like, well, I have Utah Stars stuff, so... It kind of took priority, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even think I got a jersey. They had these like sweet green and white jerseys that year, and I never got one, but kind of wish I did. The star jersey? No, my <laughs> Taha house jersey. <laughs> the Taha house jersey, okay. I love those house. Oh, yeah. Those are those are good jerseys, the old house jerseys. Do you have any of your old house jerseys? Yeah, with the stop sign on the back of them. I never you had guys a stop sign. I think that was a county thing. I think it was a Salt Lake County thing. Yeah, I think and I think uh, like Junior Wildcats or Golden Spike put it on the helmets, but I never played. I guess you know that's why all the kids from Provo are dirty, is they didn't have to wear stop signs on the back <laughs> of their jerseys or helmets. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a couple of Salt Lake County jerseys, and I think I have uh, the Outlaws when the when the Oval used to be the Outlaws for their house league team before oh, okay. it became the Dogs. Nice. It was like black and white. Yeah. It was like my banner years. I think I think in here. I think I'm, if I look. I mean, I'm in my closet today. I'm in the. I'm in the. You're not your effing chair studio today. So, I thought I had my Taha jersey in here, you know, but I. It's probably back here somewhere. But yeah, house jerseys are fun. I, I like old. Like those are fun jerseys. Like to wear when you like you go play pickup or something. You know, throw on like an old retro house jersey or. Team you used to play for, yeah, like a, a baby gap shirt. 
<laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, make sure it fits you a little decent. And my mine are good because mine were all goalie cuts, so now they just like fit me like regular because they were like youth goalie yeah. cuts. <laughs> so I don't wear a lot of my jerseys that would still fit because when I was a Bantam, I decided to be cool and start wearing eighty seven. Because I was a huge City Crosby fan, and then I, I wore it in high school. And then I realized after high school, I was like, it's hard to pull off that number. Yeah, You can't really do it, you know. And so I have all that stuff, like, stashed away, and I never pull it out because I just – I hate getting chirped about it. <laughs> and I realized I'm like, it was pretty douchey. Yeah. It's all right. So, I guess, you know, then it's like, kind of like kids wearing, like, a 97 or 34 right now. I mean, it's – not to the point where like people are like oh Matthews or McDavid like but give it five years and that's what everyone will be saying so yeah you were and, you were still in that realm of like you know Crosby hadn't become exactly what he is today so maybe it wasn't as douchey yeah that's what I thought I was like you know Crosby was like a rookie when I started like Bantams or something like that and so I was like yeah I think I'm gonna just hop on this band I'm gonna follow Crosby and you know I was like I want to wear his number <laughs> And then he became like he was the MVP a couple years later, and then it was like, oh, all you bandwagoners rocking '87. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I remember my buddy's little brother was rocking '99. Oh no way! It was like four or five years ago, maybe a little longer. When I was working the A chord, you know, and I was like, ha. Ah. I I was talking to his mom, and I was like, Daniel wears '99, huh? Does he ever take any flack? She's like, well, he only wears it because that's the year he was born. And I was like, oh. Still, oh. still that that shouldn't work. Play for Copper Hills, you know, at the time. And I was like, oh, geez. Oh yeah, like he doesn't even get it. But, but yeah, there's a there's a kid in our youth program that has that wears a uh, 99, and I'm just like, your your dad really like his dad knows hockey and stuff. And I'm like, eh, all right, well, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a enough. situation like that. You know, I don't know. I I and don't like, bring it young up. kids. It's cute, but then like as you get into like a you know, a more mature year. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Even though my little brother Trace is rocking 71, I think, these days. Yeah. It's like a little more low key than 87, but still, you know, 71. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> not as, not as bad. So, yeah, it's all right. I mean, whatever. Right. It's just, an, it's really just guess, a number, I guess, you know, at that age, they're not. But and when if you, you want to rock a number and be bold about it, yeah, you shouldn't have to limit yourself. I don't know what's worse, like a high school kid rocking 99 or a high school kid rocking 69, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. They're both they're both just trying to get a, a, a little bit of more of attention. So I, I mean, want to see, if you're rocking 69, I want to see you do some goony stuff, though. Yeah. like You it, need to, like, lay some people out. Like, Whatever. You better not just be a big oaf, you know. And that's usually who I see wearing sixty nine. It's just like the guy who literally is like just a big doof, <laughs> like almost a tripod having to lean on a stick. Yeah, you're like, oh, come on. But yeah, I mean, so let's get into let's. So, I mean, there's no more Utah Grizzlies to talk about, but I did want to point out that the next season starts October twenty second. Um, they open up their first game in Idaho, and then they're back the next night, Saturday the 23rd, 
in the Mavs. So, and they are playing a full season, and all these teams that were out last year should be back in. So, should be a full That's schedule. That's exciting. A full, you know, league, not just, you know, these 13, 14 teams. So, Grizzlies will have their, uh, you know, plate cut out for them. Plate cut out for them? Yeah. Is that, is that what you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah have have a lot on their plate. or yeah. A lot on their plate, yeah. Maybe something. Like you know. I'm, I'm terrible at these, like, <laughs> whatever you call those. Idioms <laughs> or saying yeah. whatever, yeah. I just sound like an idiot trying to say some idioms. <laughs> I do it, too, you know. You always hear people that have, like, uh, yeah, one of these lines for like everything that happens in life. Yeah. Man, where do you get that bank of <laughs> lines of idioms stored in your brain? You know, I, like, gosh. I got a buddy scooter, dude. He's got one for literally everything someone says. <laughs> it's like That's he goes, awesome. it's like he's got a list of them. He like pulls it out of his pocket, like, okay. Yeah, two, it's harder than two rats making whoopee in a wool sock, you know? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> It's hotter than a, a witch's tit and a brass bra. <laughs> I heard that at Dugway this this last couple of weeks. It was I kept hearing the you know, sweating like a whore in church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so damn hot. Hey, so maybe the hoes need to go to church too. You know, hey, don't judge. That's right. They might get some Jesus when they, they go home. They go to church and they confess all the stuff. <laughs> repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rinse cycle on, on repeat. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, really the big news coming out of, you know, Utah this last couple, this last week was the BYU, you know, university decided to cut ties with what, I mean, the official name is like the Ice Cats. So BYU yeah. decided to cut their ties with them. And I'm guessing that they're no longer going to be called BYU or, you know, be able to wear the logo. Yeah, so it was, it was pending this next season, right? At the end of this season. Yeah, so they, the they university are, are going to play renewing this. Their, yeah, they are going to play this yeah. next season. So. Yeah, and they're not going to renew their contract. And that's, it looks like it's, it's been almost 15 years since they've been rocking BYU. But prior to that, they were just the Ice Cats. Yeah, in the '90s and 2000s, so it would be interesting to see if they go unaffiliated and they, you know, revert back to that. Or I just for you know. for a program that's come so far and kind of been became the team to beat in Utah, it's just a slap in the face. I feel like from the university, and I don't know if they're just trying to cut t- ties with anything they don't have full control over. But yeah, and maybe that's a, a club sport university like you know risk thing with covid you know maybe they feel like it's a lot harder to regulate i mean because club sports yeah they're not really regulated by the school it's you know it's all yeah. like self-ran and then like you know the the hockey has their league the acha american collegiate hockey association but i could see where maybe the, a school especially a school like byu with a you know a little with an honor code and higher standards maybe they don't want to accept that risk or something like that. Like, we don't know what a club team's going to go do or, or whatnot, but that's sad to see. Cause yeah, they've, they've, they won, they were four and this year, the Utah <laughs> state four times, you know, Hey, it wasn't big, but they were the only undefeated team that played this year in Utah. Yeah. And they, yeah, like they seem to have a good fan experience. Their uniforms, I feel like look a lot better than they used to. Yeah. Their uniforms and, were, Oh, savvy man, they were looking good, and they had the, the, the BYU gloves and everything. Like, 
They look good. I want a, I want a pair of BYU gloves. Anybody got a pair of BYU gloves? I'll rock them. I know. For, <laughs> like they make a bright pair of blue gloves look really good. You know. Yeah. It so. goes well, and that black jersey. I think that was like nominated on that. <laughs> Ice House podcast top jerseys or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, they had a lot of things going for them in this. Like this news just come out, and I mean, I've I've been trying to get to talk to somebody. Hopefully, we can get to someone to talk to. I mean, it's kind of still pending. We'll insert it if we get it, <laughs> you know. But yeah. if not, I had a couple of things fall through, a couple of players and stuff that we were going to talk to, but it fell through. So I'm um, really going to try and get that to happen. Um, so, but yeah, all in all, you know, we need need to get people out to BYU games this season. <laughs> yeah, you know, be loud and show your support because it may or may not be the last. You know, rocking the BYU. I think, I think it's gotta be come from the students. It's gotta be a big movement from the students that are like BYU students, like not from me, not from you, not from no, yeah, so and so's dad that went to school there, or you live in Provo. Like we gotta get students. So, you know, really get the students out there supporting this, and hopefully something can happen. And who knows? Maybe it'll end up being better for him and. You know, maybe the college yeah. comes in more full-fledged and helps out. So um, hopefully we can get someone to talk to. All right, so try it all night. But, uh, yeah, we didn't end up talking to anyone from BYU hockey um, for their own reasons. Um, kind of a bummer, but that's fine. That's their decision, and hopefully they can get this thing sorted out. Best of luck to them. And, yeah, I guess they got one more season. And we'll see how it goes. Back to the episode. All right, Mason. Let's let's talk uh, Let's talk a little beer league. Yeah, so, I, you know, I've been out of the loop. You got to fill me in. What's been going well, on? Well, we lost two games without you. You so. know... That's that's too bad. So we only got the one win right we only now. Got the, we played everybody once and only got one win. Okay. So I I know. So I think we have a fun group, but I think we took a lot of guys that are in that novice level of hockey where they started late or yeah, you know, we're still kind of beginning. So we have you know we have some uh, some raw talent that we got to. Yeah, and I work with him. Some of your cousins are on team that started post high school, you know, and they're young. <laughs> started so like yeah, they Z. I'll tell you what. Shout out to Z, and he. This is his first like full season of hockey. I mean, he's played a couple yeah. Kyle nights. He's done a couple Beaver drop ins, and other than that, like, but he's really like he's not scared. I mean, he played football in high school and stuff, so he's he's athletic enough to where he can keep up in the game. But he just doesn't have the hockey smarts yet. So, but he wants to learn, and that's what you want to hope from anybody who's new. So, um, he's doing yeah. good. He he almost got his first goal this last week. Okay. <laughs> and then he almost put in one like JB slap shot at it from the point. Oh, beauty, beauty from the point, oh, top yeah. shelf. Hit the back of the net, bounced out, and like the goalie even didn't think it went in because it bounced out so quick. And Z almost like put it back in. He was that guy, like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> making sure it's you know the nails in the coffin. Just in case it. you guys didn't see this. <laughs> Just in case you know he almost did that, but <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean we do like like you said we do have a couple guys that are haven't been on the team before, 
Um, probably getting back into hockey or just new to our group, and maybe we're still learning each other out. So we have played all teams five times, one win, and I would like to turn that around and like go five and one the next you know five games. So that's yeah. my goal. I think we can come around to it. Your old team from last season, they may be a little far away from us to catch this season. But Dude, so I didn't talk about that. couple years. Yeah, I didn't even talk about this last week. I was going to talk about it last week on the podcast. But uh, so the other, you know, the Beaver crew, the other part of the Beaver crew that plays for the ratio team, like yeah. Mark, Beans, Colton, and Kendall, they played the, the Leafs, my old team. Uh, not this last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, and we we played the early game, so we went and got some dinner, and we came back and watched that game. And they were down five to two going into the third. Came back and beat them seven to six. Ratio beat them seven yeah, to six. Yeah, huh? the only team we've beat beat them. So hey, that's interesting. Okay, so that's, and get this. Yeah, that makes it a little more fun. Yeah, and get this. Shout out to all the old Beavers because uh, Mark scored, Kendall scored, Bean scored, and Colton scored. <laughs> Leading the pack. Oh, it was it Colton was Kleinberg? That no, no. Colton, Colton and Beans are both oh, brothers. No, yeah, right, right. So yeah, we have is Klingberg with us. No, Youngberg's not Klingberg. No, it's not Youngberg. Klingberg, Youngberg. No, Youngberg's Youngberg, not playing. Okay. Yeah. Good for them though. That's cool. And because I was, yeah, with the ratio. I don't know. It kind of felt like we were all playing like. It was like it was kind of a slow game where we were all like you could tell tell most people hadn't played in a while, <laughs> you know, or hadn't been playing through the the COVID. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I was surprised after we won that game though. I was like, I mean, I don't know. There was a lot of good players out on that other team. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they didn't get more us. But you had a good game. I'm Kendall was mad, and so was Mark because they had so many shots they couldn't score. <laughs> So, yeah, so hopefully we can turn things around this next weekend. I mean, we got the early game, 630 against BMA, and we're going to be missing the Disneyland crew. Half my family's in Disneyland right now. So we know Benny, no Bryson, and no Z. So no Z and Bryson. It's going to be a short bench. Um, So So we'll we'll get uh, like in every other shift. Yeah, welcome to Cup Talk. It's got to bring their A game this week. So. Also, you're back in the lineup, so that's good. But also want to mention uh, Dre. Shout out to Dre. He's getting married on Saturday. Boy, Dre, huh? Making it happen. Yeah. I am the not. Yeah, so congratulations ahead of time to Dre. What a loser, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, him and Amanda are uh, getting married on Saturday, so that's that's cool. Stop while you still can. <laughs> Get out. No, no Amanda, congrats, comes, Amanda comes all the, she already comes to all the games, so I think it's a winner, you know. So, so there you go. I think, yeah, she she seemed like a great, you know, partner in crime and a significant other to him and a better half. So, happy for Dre, and it's awesome that you know officially welcome her to the part of the Beaver family. You know, she's getting married in Beaver. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, welcome to the fam. So, yeah, that's on Saturday. Um, plan to make it to that. Um, and yeah, so let's jump over. The beaver slash welcome to Tuck Cup Talk family, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. the now, huh? Yeah, it's still the Beaver family. I mean, the Beaver family extends yeah. past just our team, so there's a lot of people that I consider in that Beaver family that are probably always considering that Beaver family. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. we, we always talk about hockey's a family, and that's that's kind of my hockey family, I guess. That's the way I, you know, 
say it, talk about mm-hmm. the, oh yeah, those are beaver guys, you know, <laughs> so to say. But yeah, right. Let's let's jump into some pros. Let's get into some NHL hockey. Uh, yeah. So. Do you want to you want to start with some? You want to start on the? I guess it's not really the the uh, East. It's you know because there's actually three East teams and only one West team. But I mean the Islanders Tampa Bay series like it's. Yeah, the what, East slash Central. Well, yeah. You know, well, the Eastern side of it. I yeah. guess they're all. Are the, 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 the Discover and the Mass Mutual, you know, mashup. I don't know what you want to call it. But, yeah, Islanders versus the Lightning. So, honestly, like, Alexi last night asked me, she's like, Dad, who do you want to win the Cup? Or who's going to win the Cup? And I was like, who do I want to win the Cup? Or who do I think is going to win the Cup? Because those are totally different <laughs> answers. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, honestly, the Island, the Tampa Bay Lightning are probably the most, like, capable of winning. Because... Everybody, every one of these four teams left only needs six wins, and they're raising the cup. It's the race to six right now. Every team needs six yeah, wins. Yeah, they're all tied at two-two in the yeah. So semis right now. So six wins get you the cup. That's all you gotta do is win six more games, and if you can win six straight, only makes it that much easier. And I mean, Montreal went on a seven-game win streak already this season, so they could do it again. But I think most capable team would be the Lightning. I could see Lightning winning six straight. Um, they have not. They tonight they play. Um, they have not lost two games in a row since 2019. Yeah, this is going to be a big one for them. I mean, I think it's it's almost like added pressure, and it's it's almost just it could be telling of their of the this series. Yeah, because yeah, they're 12 and 0 right now post loss. Yeah, and so. But I, I, I'm agreeing with you there. I think Tampa Bay looks the most well-fitted to win the Cup. And, you know, Kucherov is leading the pack in points and all that good stuff. But it's a gritty series. Both of these series look like they're going to go seven. Yeah, they definitely do. And, I mean, Pulak's save that last game was my gosh. the play of the playoffs almost, like, Season saving? No, that was like Stanley Cup saving. Like that was a defining moment. I mean, Varley was, was playing so like aggressive, and he was so far out of his crease. And I, feel I know, like, and McDonough spins around. You're like, oh my gosh, what a move! Yeah. And then Pollock just like hand on the ice. Oh yeah, beauty. beauty. Sliding across the red line, and if you guys didn't see Nick. Made a good little art meme. <laughs> yeah. What'd you call it? Who, who was the artist that you? Rembrandt. Oh, Rembrandt. Yeah, yeah, that was right. That was a good one. I've actually Called seen the I've, latest Rembrandt. Yeah, I've actually when I went to Amsterdam, I I went to the the Van or the I went to the Van Gogh Museum also, but I went to the Rembrandt Museum. Okay. I forgot it's the Rijksmuseum is what it's called, but it has like the Night Watch. You know, the, yeah. the most you know it's Rembrandt's most famous where the guys are all just standing and you know. And it's in that big room and stuff, so you know that's what it reminded me of. Is you know people yeah, standing. Funny, man. <laughs> it was a work of and it, art. It was, dude. It was such a it's such a huge moment. I mean, two seconds left. You know, if if Pollock doesn't make that play, that game goes into OT, and yeah. who knows what happens? You know, it could be a three-one series right now. Yeah, and that it just like that still frame. Like there was so much like emotion and like going on. Like everybody in that frame probably was thinking something different. You know. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. And Matt Martin, I mean, I felt, 
I did my fan duel that night, and I was like, Matt Martin hasn't scored a goal. I, you know what? I'm on the Matt Martin train tonight, and he scored his goal. I won the fan duel probably because he scored. Oh, so. man. And then he got player awesome. of the game, I heard. And and then his brother-in-law got married, and he wasn't at the wedding, so like his wife had like a cardboard cut out of him at the wedding, like dancing around like <laughs> obnoxiously. So the, the story just gets better and better from, you know, game four. So definitely. I saw f- him come out. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the. I think they said the fourth line or that whole line. Yeah, but then I think Matt Martin was the only one that like came out. Yeah, so and, I mean they had like a goal, an assist, like they had they had the stats yeah. from that fourth line was just unreal. And I mean the that's an energy line. Is that what Bailey's on? Is Bailey playing with him? Um, or, I think he might be. I mean the Islanders one of those teams look, where like they, anyway, they 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 switch things deep. up. I feel like a lot so. I feel like they're built a lot like the Montreal Canadiens. And it just goes to show you that, like, I mean, yeah, they have Barzal, you know, and he's a mm-hmm. and he's a bona fide superstar. But, like, they don't have to – he doesn't have to be firing. I mean, he's been on fire, but he doesn't have to be firing for them to win games. He's not like, you know, a McDavid or it's Matthews. not riding on his or, shoulders, yeah. Or even a Mark Stone or, like, Pacioretty where, like, you're hoping that guy scores every night. Like, he can just – be one of the guys and just play and and they're built very much like the Montreal Canadiens other than I mean they don't have Carey Price and and Varley's playing really good and I've said that I think he's been their best player but I'd like to see him do what Vegas did and throw in Sorokin you know just randomly and just kind of like switch it up yeah it's not so much on Varley's shoulders but then I mean you throw in the goalie then we're talking goalie controversy like oh they should have not have played and they should have played him that huh yeah, so, yeah, and Tampa Bay, I mean, Braden Point's on fire as usual in the playoffs. He's got a seven-game point streak going. And yeah. yeah, and that's the second longest in NHL history. I think it was, like, the first time anyone's hit seven games since 96. Ooh. Was that Yeah, so I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was when he was at six games, it was, like, the first time since 06 and then he got seven and it was like now first time since 96 i don't know who he's tied with but yeah tied for the second longest streak ever it just seems like every night somehow he puts a goal in or he is contributing and it's and yeah it's just unreal to be there so i mean now it's the best of three series i think that gets exciting um i hope and every team I hope the Islanders think- pull it out. <laughs> I know that's not the I know that's not the consensus in your household, but <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't I don't I don't uh, like to see back to backs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's hard to do. It's it's not to see a back to back because you're like you look at the Stanley Cup like history. It's so hard to repeat. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's you know? there's mates like yeah, dude. It's so hard to be do back to backs. Oh wait, who was the last team to do it? Oh, the Penguins. I loved it. I loved that for sure. The back to back. Yeah. And I think that was like what I did is like I posted back to back, you know, like instantly <laughs> when they won. But um, I mean, it was, it, it's still like Crosby was there in 09 when they won, and then they didn't get another one until 2016, and then yeah. or 15 and repeated 16 or whatever. Yeah, it was just hard to do. So um, we'll see. But it looks like whoever's who the what uh, which um, the team to strike first has also won 
every game in this series. Yeah. what I was reading so yeah. you know it's the, the hot team they need that moment those these momentum shifts are so big well and you I mean they always say the worst lead in hockey's three goals and it almost came you know down to it. they You're were right. three nothing and they almost blew it I mean we're a we're a hand saved by you know Bullock away from blowing a 3-0 lead so yeah I mean it's a good point and if the lightning would have played would not have played so bad in the second or gotten so dominated in the second you know, it could have gone a lot differently, but no, it'll be fun to see um, game five night. And, uh, you know, I imagine that we're going to be seeing a game seven in the series. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's anyone's game when it comes to a game seven. And sometimes it's the, the grittier team that you don't think is going to win. But I mean, the Tampa Bay did lose that game seven to the Capitals three years ago. And they've been known, I mean, Tampa Bay has been known for dropping it in the, you know, the, the semifinals of the Stanley Cup finals. So, I mean, they've been there, I think. Yeah. I, I would just pull this number on my, my hat, but I guarantee they've been there like seven or, you know, or whatever the last eight years. Like, it yeah. seems like they're always in the finals. So, Since they made it in like, what, 2015, I think, when they lost the Blackhawks. Yeah. And somewhere around there, they've, they've been up in the final four. Other than that know, year, like, they, the they missed it. Other than the year they missed the playoffs randomly, I don't know how that happened, but they did. But other than that year, I think they've been in the finals every year. I'm pretty sure the Penguins knocked them out in the Eastern Conference Finals. One of those back-to-back years, too. Yeah, they did. They did. And Yeah, because I got assaulted after that. My yeah. wife being a Lightning <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they won their cup last year. They had the... They, they got their due, so give it to someone else. I'd like to see the Islanders, you know, win the Stanley Cup. But, I mean, a team like Vegas that's never won it. And then I had somebody, like, tell me, like, you know, Montreal, you know, be so storied if they won. I was like, yeah, we're, no one cares about that. So, <laughs> nah, you're, Yeah, you being a, a Maple Leaf fan, right? I I would go for Vegas, too. I, I don't like the Islanders, and, I mean, I'm not a fan. Yeah, you I, know, guess, I guess the Islanders, a, a Islanders have kind of been – the Islanders kicked out of the Penguins, so. Yeah, they've been actually one of their kryptonites for like a while now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I would much rather see a Vegas, especially with Flurry on the, on the team there. You know, that makes me want to see the Knights. Well, I mean, let's. Get it even more. Let's, let's but, jump over and talk about the Knights. I mean, what do you, what do you oh, think man. about like playing Leonard last night? When that, when I saw that was going to happen, I was like, what? Do they know what happened last time Leonard was in? Seven to one. <laughs> I know, and see, like thinking about it, it was like Flurry made one mistake. You know, not one. He made a big mistake, right? Bad mistake. I mean, he that was them, a, what a tie game and two minutes left. It was less than two minutes. I was watching the yeah, game. Like, we were at my parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary dinner, and we were watching the game. And Mark was like, oh, dude, Flurry is playing the game of his life. Because, like, Mark went to game one and two <laughs> in oh, Vegas. Yeah, him and, him and his family, they went to game one and two. So, okay, and they want, fans, Yeah, and so they wanted to get back and go to game. They're, gonna, they're going to game five tomorrow night. <laughs> nice. And so they uh, were talking about it. And he's like, dude, Flurry's on fire, blah, blah, blah. And then. I don't know where he throws. I'm like, are you kidding me? He just gave the game away. And then, sure enough, Josh Anderson scores in overtime. But, yeah. I mean, he didn't play bad. But, man, throwing Leonard in, you're like, what? 
Leonard? I know. And, and especially because Flurry, I mean, the uh, Knights outshot the Habs 27 to 45 that game. And you're just like, man, it was definitely not all on Flurry. Yeah. His team wasn't helped, you know, didn't bail him out. But I could see why he made the decision because, you know, you, you, you're like, you know, you talk about, we've been talking about those shifts yeah. in series, you know, a goalie comes in and like going down three to one in that series, you know, like would be a very disadvantageous and scary place to be. Yeah. So I could see where it's like, you know, let's make the, let's make a move. See if we, you know, let, let's try it. Let's tie the series up. And now that they've done it, I think they have to keep going with him. You know, you're on the like Leonard train. Well, I I love Flurry. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a Flurry fan. But I think when you pull him and you win with the other goalie, like, how are you going to put him back in the the game? You know, the next day, I'm like, yeah, I know you, we we gave you a night off that night, but we'll put you back in. You know, I I think, and then you get Leonard. Like, oh, so that's all I get. You know, I get a I I have this amazing game, and then you just pull me like just like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, so so Leonard plays tomorrow night, and he loses. Do you go back to Flurry? Yeah. And then we're in the goalie like carousel. And then it's and then I think Flurry's going to be ready for a shot. I think we'll see Flurry again in the playoffs. But I I think we will too. Whether whether and I and I think this. So if Leonard goes in, say he wins the next two. And so what if what if Leonard wins and then he loses? Do you go back to Flurry game seven? Because then you're in a bigger pickle. Why not in game seven? Oh, game seven. man, that, that, know, that and... will be the hardest call of the playoffs for Pete DeBoer. If if Leonard wins tomorrow night and then Flurry loses in Montreal and they got to come back to Vegas, play game seven, going to Leonard or Flurry will be the hardest decision of the playoffs. But I mean, I could see say Leonard wins two out of the next three. They go with him and say he wins four straight. I I wouldn't. Okay. Maybe not four straight, but I think no matter what, if Leonard finishes out this series and Vegas moves on, we will see flurry play again. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. I think, and they if, might even if go Leonard up, wins. Yeah. And then loses. I think if he scored, if they score more than three on him, Go to flurry, but if it's like a a two one game, you know, like I maybe you just go with Leonard again, you know, like if he's grinding and gets a lot of saves for a game seven. I'll tell you what the difference between Leonard and Flurry is. Flurry is a lot funner to watch, and Leonard's mistakes he knows they've already been become a mistake before the puck's already gone in. Like he's just so much more in tune. Like when you watch Leonard, when you watch Leonard play, it's almost like he's playing in slow motion. Like he's just yeah. watching the puck so you know intuitively. I don't know if that's the word to say, but like intensively, like he's watching that puck and he already knows that that puck's going in before it's gone in. He knows what his mistake is and how he's going to correct it already. So, and but yeah, Flurry, Flurry, Flurry's jumping around, flipping all a over. A lot more do or die, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. like. It's such a, an exciting thing to, to, to watch, but I think it also sometimes that's kind of what hurts him, you know, is because of that aggressiveness that he has. Yeah. You know, you make all of a sudden you make a mistake with that kind of play and then, you know, things happen. And, and you know, what's sad to think about is like if he gets replaced and Vegas goes on to win with Leonard leading the pack, 
This is going to be the third time this has happened to Fleury. You know? he, he watched Matt cup. Murray do it to him twice. Then he raises the cup you know? as the backup goalie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I he, mean, he had the cup got, in 09. He's got a – no, he's got he's got all the wins. So, no, he's got I – mean, Leonard got a win last night. So, he's got nine wins already. Yeah. No, I mean, so definitely not that like is he more didn't than contribute. Half, so, you know, I think he feels a little more confident raising that cup like in – what in uh in sixteen seventeen? What did he get? Like two wins, maybe each one of those series or those years. Yeah, one or two More wins. Or, yeah, two or three. I mean, and it wasn't like it was short science, I think. Yeah, and I think was it one of the years he got the he started in the beginning of the playoffs because Murray like was out. Yeah, and then got replaced, and so yeah, but and and then he also led Vegas there. What just a couple of years ago, was two thousand eighteen when the Caps beat him. Yeah, yeah, you know so. He's more than earned his keep over there and paid his dues to the yeah. Vegas championship team. Yeah, and I mean, do you think Vegas can get back to scoring? I mean, Price is playing. He is cool, cool as a cucumber. I mean, can can Vegas crack him? And you know, I mean, it's almost like we're kind of watching what the Avs did to Vegas, where like they opened him up in game one, and then. Vegas learned how to play. I feel yeah. like Vegas opened up Montreal in that first game, but now Montreal has been like, okay, we've adjusted, and this is how we're going to play. I think Vegas, I think they have the ability to win a closer series, though, a better chance of winning a closer series than Montreal. You know, I, I think I trust more in your Mark Stones. Yeah, and- because... Well, like a game like last night, I actually thought Montreal would win because it was a close game, close low-scoring game. Like that's a Montreal win, but Vegas wants to win you five-six, you know, seven-five. You know, they want to they want to score a lot of goals because, I mean, they're an energy team. That's an energy building, and so I think they want to keep that energy up. So, I think they're going to try to open it up a little bit more and. And Montreal's good at just taking away space. I mean, that's really how they're winning these games is they're just taking away space. Yeah, they're and they're playing a lot more like I think the Islanders in that yeah. other series, you know, where yeah. like they're just they're grinding them down and it's it's a spread out effort. You know, Cole Caulfield has caught fire a little bit, you know, and but he still only has like seven points the whole playoffs. Yeah. You know, and then you got these these really, you know, like awesome veterans that are really on the tail end though with Perry and, and Stahl. Yeah. But like Carey Price, you know, is the big centerpiece. But, you know, it's, you, you always just kind of like wonder, can the rest of the team, you know, bail him out if something happens, you know, if there's a cheek in the armor because he's, he's a solid goalie, but, you know, he can't win the game himself. Yeah. I mean, say they made it past this round. Montreal wins Vegas. They go into the Stanley Cup Finals. And Price loses three games straight. Do you think there's any way, any chance in hell they would put Jake Allen in, or you think it's do or die? They're putting Price back in. I feel like you just go with Price till you know, <laughs> till, till you can't. It's just like Price over everything at this point. <laughs> Jake's a professional like fist bumper at this point. <laughs> you know, yeah. You carries. I mean, he's like he's earned this this shot. You know. Yeah, I mean he's put play, he's put in a bunch of work there, many many years of work there in, in Montreal, 
and waited for this chance. It's it's weird to think that I mean we're talking away away years, um, where Halak goes on that run for Montreal, takes them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. That there was a lot of uh, Canadians fans that were mad when they let Halak go and they kept Price. I mean, yeah, that, that, I remember that. I, I, mean, I didn't yeah. realize that was yeah Halak turned to Price. Huh? Yeah, Halak was the last goalie, and Price was on the roster. He was their you know their young star, but. They got Halak, and Halak took him all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then at the end of the season, they let him walk. And so a lot of people were like, "Wow, what? you're you're picking Carey Price over him? Like why?" And they're like, "He's our long term future." And it turns out that that was the the right decision to make. Good decision. But, yeah. I mean, Halak went on to you know play for like seven different teams. It seems like, but he's been a journeyman since then. Or like. Boston, I think he's been in New York. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been he kind of like the other capital, guy. He was a Blues. He, yeah, he's been basically all around the NHL. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm super excited for these games coming up. Uh, I think it's going to be fun hockey, best out of three series. Um, I think Lightning wins the one round. I mean, the, you know, the Tampa Bay Islander series. I mean, I've been so wrong on everything I predicted from here on out. Hopefully I'm wrong again. Me too. <laughs> but uh and I, I it's it's so hard to beat it bet against Vegas, but I mean Montreal does keep surprising everyone, but I think Vegas ends up winning this. Yeah, that's why I'm going to Vegas. I think we're see Vegas and Tampa. You think two game sevens or you think Vegas does it in six? Um I think I think it's game seven as well. Yeah, that's what I hope. More I, hockey. I, I mean, know, like this these series are exciting, and it's just like let's let's do it. Let's have two game sevens. Yeah, and I hope whatever the the Stanley Cup Finals happens, I hope it's game seven. I mean, I'm to the point where like I really don't have a dog in the fight. We've kind of talked about this. Like once your team's out, like you can just enjoy it. Like sit back, you know have a drink yeah. and just enjoy the game. And that's where I'm at right now. Like I just enjoying hockey and just, let's just ride it out. I mean, of course there's always a team I want to win or the other, but like if they win or lose, I'm not emotionally attached to it at this point. So yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. And I mean, let's, let's also mention that, uh, I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about the Stanley cup finals? What was that? Did you want to talk about anything Sorry. on the Stanley Cup Finals? Or you want to move on to like these uh, trophy winners? Yeah, let's let's go talk about these other things going on in the NHL. Yeah, so um, they announced last night. I'm pretty sure it was last night. The Lady Bing, Jacob Slavin. You know, yeah. Austin Matthews is up for like three different trophies this last. I mean, this last season, and I he was up for this the Lady Bing and. Lexi, we were watching it, and she's like, hopefully he wins. I'm like, dude, Austin Matthews, I don't think he's going to win everything, anything. I think he's going to be the, the runner-up to, like, all these trophies. So, yeah. I mean, he's up for the heart also, but I think McDavid's going to win it over him. So, I think he's up for a lot of these, but yeah. not going to take home anything. So, yeah, Lady Bing, you know, winner is Jacob Slavin. I mean, of course, that's your your uh, nice guy award. <laughs> You're generally con- conduct, you no, know, but you can't have me. Uh... I would say I I don't think you know Matthews can be given an award for gentlemanly conduct after he mooned that cop. You know? 
<laughs> that's still a black mark on his resume. Like it is, man. Like, like, yeah, I mean, he was down on his penalty minutes. He scored a ton of goals, and uh, he mooned a cop. Sorry, buddy, it's still on your records. It hasn't been seven years. <laughs> I know. I, I don't even think it was bare butt either. No, it was <laughs> underwear. Yeah, like it wasn't even like a full was, moon. You know, whitey tighties. <laughs> it's probably it was probably like the Batman underwear, you know. He's rocking his Batman underwear or something, and the cops are like, "He's oh, want to show him." Yeah, look at my Batman. You know, and I think that's why he didn't end up becoming the captain, which I think will be a big boo boo in the future. I think Austin Matthews should be the captain of that team, but that's a talk for another day. Um, yeah. Uh, Alexander and- Barkov won the Selkie Award, so. Yeah, good for him. So I guess now, no, that one was last night. I think Lady Bing was the night before. So, yeah, wins the Selkie. I mean, that's defensive, offensive player. I mean, pretty much won by, like, Bergeron and O'Reilly for the last 10 years, it seems like. No, I feel like Bergeron's got, like, a stack of those things. So, I mean, it's good to see someone else win it. And I, I'm a big Alexander Barkov fan. I think anybody who plays in Florida kind of gets overlooked because they play in Florida. Yeah. So... Nice to see him win that. Jack Adams' winner was uh, Rod the Bod Brindamore. <laughs> yeah, and you know the Caps or the Canes put up a good regular season. You know they didn't obviously they're not still in the playoffs now, but yeah, they had they went in this number one seed, right? Yeah, they went in the number one seed and, in the Discover Card Central. So so. And and yeah. Rod Brindamore, he I mean he he lives for that team and like. You know, it's always nice to see these players or these coaches like almost bleed a little bit more for their team, like a little more team pride that like for the team they're coaching. Like, hey, I, I would coach anywhere in the NHL or I would play anywhere in the NHL. But like Rod Brindamore has a special place in his heart for the Canes, you know, being the captain of the team that won the Stanley Cup there. You know, now he's the coach. Yeah. He really has some heart going into it and he really loves that franchise. And I'm not a you big Canes fan, but I love watching him and like, like I've said in the past, like I hopefully I can be a coach like Rod Brendamore someday. I I completely agree, man. I think you see that passion from a coach. For me as a player, I I look at that as like that's something I'd want to play for. Yeah. You know, a coach that like is, you know, fighting for every player on that team all the time. Yeah. That you know, if like somebody they were short a guy, like he'd be like, "All right, give me the skates, I'll I'll play." Right, if he had to, he'd be like, <laughs> okay. I'll lace him up. I'll lace him up. <laughs> Paul Newman from Slapshot. That's that's Rod Brindamore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and then you got the Willie O'Ree, which isn't awarded to like an NHL player, but Kevin Hodgson, he won that one. Um, I don't really know a lot about him, but. Good on I don't know Kevin either. Hodgson. I think it's like a way to go. I think he's kind of got like a a veteran thing he does. I could be totally okay. off, but I think that's what he's got going. Um, and then you got the Master Done, which is kind of like your comeback story um, award. And of course, I mean Oscar Lindblom. How do you vote against this guy in this award? I mean, he goes down with cancer last season. Yeah. Ends up playing one game in the playoffs. You know, it's. And then he comes back, he plays this year, and it's just so special to see this guy, you know, get back to it and, you know, go through that kind of hard thing. And and honestly, me and Autumn were talking today about a totally different subject, 
And it was about, you know, when you, when you go through something hard, you almost say, man, I thought my life was hard before. Like, like now all that yeah. stuff that I thought was a big deal seems like not a big deal anymore. Like when you, you know, go through something. Yeah, stuff that you neglected, you know, you realize how much you appreciate it. Yeah. Too, you know, or like little things that, you know, just you felt like you were either entitled to or that was just kind of a part of your life. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful for all this. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful just to be like standing here today or yeah. skating on the ice. Yeah. Know? And so, I mean, that mastered and I think that's always a cool. I mean, I think Bobby Ryan won it last year with his comeback story which was a, you know, a tearjerker. I mean, these are always like the tearjerker stories, you know. I like that, the emotional stuff. So, and then you got King Clancy Award, which is, um, you know, giving back to the community. Um, Pekka Rene took that one home. And I'm pretty sure that's all the hardware they've handed out. Yeah, as far as so I'm thinking too. Pekka, yeah, he's still with uh, Nashville, right? Yeah, so he's still he's with studied. Nashville. So I didn't realize he was such a big part of the community, but I guess, you know, he's been there quite a long time now. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about cool that he's made some roots. Yeah. And like kind of like talking about those emotional, like, you know, feel good stories. I don't know if you've seen this Stephen Johns that's been rollerblading across America and he started basically last week. No, I haven't been paying attention. To that no. Now. So, I mean, just look it up on Instagram, uh, but it's all over the place. So basically he played, we kind of talked about this last week, but so he played last year. Well, he played for Dallas stars and then last year he kind of sat out the whole season with a concussion decided he was going to retire, but he deals with like depression and stuff. So he just decided to force gump it across the country on some roar blades. Wow. And he's just going to roar blade every day across the country. Cause and I wanted to. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a, he's got a point. He's, you know, trying to like, help people that deal with like depression and stuff. And his whole thing is like hashtag mental miles, you know, like just getting out there and doing it. So, I mean, like we did a little like thing on Saturday, like we had all the kids, you know, skate around the ice, you know, two laps, get some mental miles in. So, you know, that's cool. I, you know, hopefully I can get on the blades this, this now next, next week. And I plan to get on them last week, but the kids ended up having some, extracurriculars that got in the way, but you know, get right. those mental miles in and, you know, get out there and whatever. I mean, people are doing all sorts of things, whether they're driving, walking, running, swimming They're you know, those, they're all their own mental miles. No, good for him. I didn't, I didn't know that's what started all the mental miles thing. I'd heard that, but I was still in the field without a service when this started. So <laughs> yeah, so. Makes sense. I'm still recovering, trying to get to know what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, do you have do you have ESPN Plus? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't actually. You don't get it with your Disney Plus bundle? but, but I uh, actually just keep, I've been mooching off my mom's Disney login. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude. So, I mean, if you want to get ESPN Plus, I think it's like six bucks a month or whatever. But, dude, they got a series. It's called Quest for the Cup. And they've been doing it for the last two years. I mean, they've kind of like – it's Showtime did it for a while, and it's kind of like, you know, you're behind the scenes, like the 24-7 kind of style um, the HBO did for the Winter Classic starting out. But now it's called Quest for the Cup, and ESPN Plus is doing it. And so they basically follow all the teams around, and they're on Episode 3. And dude, it's it's a good series. Like it, 
it always like I love those series that take you behind the scenes and kind of show a little bit more about these people and them fighting for this cup and stuff. So any hockey fans out there that you know it, whether you have ESPN Plus or hey if you want to get it for a month, it's six bucks, dude. Money well worth. You know that's like what a Big Mac meal or something or wherever yeah, you get your <laughs> not even that huh? depending where you're getting your you know your fast food these days that's less than a mill but yeah so six bucks or tack it onto your disney plus bundle but dude awesome series it's it's got a little bit of the language stuff but i like the link i don't mind the language i i hate when they i mean that's real though bleep. yeah so yeah it's definitely awesome um they're on like i said episode three's out so they do an episode a week and they'll do it up until basically the parade so Super cool, and okay. that's really all I got. You got Check it out, Mason. Um, so what team of the year announced tonight? Is it Bergevin yeah. of the yeah. Canadians, Lamarillo? I'm probably saying that wrong. The Islanders and Zito <laughs> <of> the Panthers. <laughs> you know, and I think I think Bill Zito's done a good job down there because I mean every year everyone's like, oh, Florida's gonna be a surprise team, surprise team, and he kind of inherited a lot of I think bad moves. Um, mm-hmm. that Del Del Talon kind of left him with, so I think he's got a lot to, you know, dissect there and you know, help out. But I don't think he gets it this year. I mean, honestly, I I give it to Lou Lamoureux. I mean, I think Burger Burgerman or whatever you want to call him, Burgervan. I think he's gonna win it just because I think they kind of base this stuff off of what happens in the playoffs, even though they're not supposed to. But I think the Islanders are more of a a GM's team. I guess the Canadians yeah. are too, but and he has made some good moves that have panned out. So I guess it's up between those two. I wouldn't be surprised if Burger Van wins it, but I think Lou Lamoureux deserves it. I mean, he's been in the game. He's probably got like six or seven of these already, so Maybe they, they really build. piece it together well <laughs> this year too. Maybe they give it to Burger Van for the the mop he's been rocking these days. I mean, Lou Lamoureux's been bald <laughs> since I watched a an ESPN. It was a thirty for thirty on you know the Miracle of Men is what it's called, but it more follows the Russian team around that eighties you know miracle game. Um, but Lou Lamoureux and like he tried for years to get this Russia guy you know, to defect and just come over. But the Russian guy wanted to do it the right way. And Lou Lamoureux kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And it was, I mean, this is in the eighties that <laughs> he was, yeah. you know, doing this thing and meeting with, you know, these Russian people. And he, they, the guy talks about that. There was this time where like they met and, you know, the KGB probably had the place bugged where they were just writing on a pencil <laughs> and paper and, passing it back and forth, you know, not talking out loud. So Lou Lamorello has seen some shit. <laughs> this guy's been around. And he, in the eighties, he looks the exact same, like same guy, you know, just different camera lens. <laughs> so is he there for the four back to back and the four straight for the, the Islanders? No, no. So he was with the devils back in the day. Like he was the GM for like all their cups and stuff. Oh, okay. So he was the GM for them in the eighties, late eighties up until probably, I think he did the Kovalchuk move. Oh shoot. Yeah. So he was with the devils for a long time. 
Um, then he bounced over to the Leafs, actually. He was an assistant there. And then from there he went to the Islanders. So. Okay. He's been around the league for a long time. But, yeah, all right, He's Mason. done a good job this year. Yeah, but, yeah, that's all I got for you, Mason. Yeah. You know, and, hey, one last thing. I saw JT Brown got yeah, yeah. up for the Kraken, was... man. Yeah. As an analyst, you know, joining, you know, Kevin Weeks, Anson Carter, and there's a few other, you know, like black commentators out there. And, you know, they're really, it's, it's been growing. And so it's cool. I, you know, I was surprised myself because I was like, is it JT Brown, like 25, still going strong? <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. guess he's like 30, but he I just... didn't know that he had not played in the NHL for like a couple seasons or he was really? playing in Europe last season. Yeah. So he, he kind of hung up the skates for this reason, but I mean, he was, he was part of the lightning when they had some, you know, good runs. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I, I was thought of instantly. I was like, didn't he play for the Lightning? Like, didn't he just play last season? But yeah, I guess it's been a few years. But yeah, yeah, he was an exciting energy player to watch. So I, you know, I don't doubt that he'll do a good job. And I know he's done some gaming Twitch things in the past. So that's exciting for the Kraken and for him. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, there is some really great, you know, African American analysts out there. I mean, Kevin Weeks is probably one of my favorite people to hear. And Anson Carter is a close second on, you know, they're just their hockey knowledge yeah. and they're, they're hockey guys, you know, on more levels than one, not just the game, but on a, on a people person way, like they're guys who, who see people for people and they know a hockey player. So, and yeah, I'm excited to see the, you know, Seattle crack in. I mean, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about this summer with the draft coming up and, yeah, you know, all the exciting stuff. And honestly, like, I've said this before, but like the summer of the Vegas Golden Knights draft and everything, that was the first summer I thought about starting a podcast. It was an exciting time. Yeah, and I you actually, know, like I the think Vegas I, is coming out, <laughs> and, and I then start, they had all those crazy picks in the first round. Yeah, and I started a Reddit account just you know to talk stuff about it because I didn't know anything about podcasts yet. Oh, you were a redditor back then. You know, I, I, I wrote know. a couple of articles, and I just didn't keep with it, so. Did you ever figure out uh, when is the bacon narwhal? <laughs> no. See, I don't know anything that? really about Reddit. I just know this. I don't know it either, but I like stories. I wasn't very good at it. I think I was told it's at midnight. It's what? And I only found out because uh, my professor was a Redditor, and someone said something about it, and he's like, you know when the bacon narwhal? <laughs> Uh, what he's like no it's true redditor but it's at midnight and i'm just like what the heck is happening (laughs) random Uh, fact random reddit fact who cares there you go but reddit's got a lot of if you need like the most random piece of information every now and then you can google it and you'll see like a reddit blog about it what yeah okay yeah well mason i guess we'll leave it on the on the the reddit Knowledge. With that high note. <laughs> <The> high note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mason, you take it easy. Hey, you too, man. We'll be back together next week. That's right. In get, person. Get better. I will. 